Yo, what it do? This is Black Silver the Navigator, aka Silver Sense, Negro Plata in the building. Yeah, I only touch greatness show coming at you live. Let's get into it. I got a story to tell. On the block at the club in the trap. Oh, that slaps. That slaps. In the range, the coupe or the lack. Oh, that slaps. That slaps. On the block at the club in the trap. Oh, that slaps. That slaps. In the range, the coupe or the lack. Yeah, I'm already chakra shocking ya. The odd and even, lightheaded, heavy handed, oscillating opera operating. You feeling me? I've gone rogue with my poker face. Come on, Gaga, let's go rogue. Follow me, it's comedy, just like the Obama and Romney proxy. They was battling like Beach Street at the Roxy. Yeah, I'm on one. Superstition's a rebel. Hella vision of a rebel. Television is the devil. Hella geeked. Bout it, bout it. Baby, that's the game. Iceberg, black silver's the name. Keep it gangster, baby. Keep it player, boy. Keep it fly, girl. Go get your money. Trap stars, undercover. Rap stars, overblown. Half day. Most of the time, you know I stay on the grind. Pinky ring, plenty bling. Keep up on my pimp swing. Creased up to the T. These bitches really feeling me. Big money, rap steady. About my business all the time. Work hard, play hard. Call me when it's balling time. Supermodel riding bitch flossing Keeping it gangsta Doing it real big Antique denim Two-tone gear X shoes Crispy ass white tee Giving fools blues Black ice Hop that Bang it at the player's ball Mark like iceberg Let's go out Tear up the mall Big baby baby That's the game I'm not trying to make friends with your damn fam I'm not trying to take pictures with your fuck man I'm here to get more gangster than you can understand Grip blood near what you can get off stuff I roll Chevy 6-4 with the chrome D's Hunting for the most beers on tap Great steaks, great staff Head over to the Germ B Pub We got the best beers, steaks Chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Yeah. Okay, see, that's what I thought. I, I didn't get a chance to get back to watch the episode again. I watched it the first time it came out. Okay. Because we had we had uh, EFN on our show too, so you had what? I had DJ EFN. Ah, got you. Yeah, I had him on the show a, cu- a couple months back, but so you, you you know what it's about then the drinking and smoking. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you've already survived theirs. I'm sure you can handle mine. 
No doubt, man. It's nothing new to me, man. I'm an OG in the game. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man, talk to me. So how long have you been doing your show? Okay, so a little about me. I used to be an A&R. I was like a mixtape DJ. I managed uh, an artist that did hip-hop music, a Dominican fella. And he okay. uh, he did English and Spanish music. And I would take his verse on a beat that his little brother made. And I would shop his verse around to whoever I could get onto the song. And I would take that song when I got that verse back. I would ship it to somebody else. I was doing what Khaled was doing before Khaled did it. Ah, okay. And then in about 20... So I won a bunch of West Coast Hip Hop Awards and stuff for A&R back in the day. And then uh, about 2012, there I stopped doing music for a little bit because I realized it's not making money and I had to make money in order to buy my condo. Uh-huh. So, so I took a hiatus for a while from doing it. And uh, then when COVID hit, there was no way for us to like go out there and chat. And I was always collecting an autograph collector. So like I was collecting hockey autographs and like my place is just full of autographs. Uh, sweet, sweet. So when COVID hit, you're in, you're in Canada, right? Yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver. Okay. Dope. Yes. So yeah. You like guys a, are big on soccer out there, right? It's hockey, 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 hockey. Duh. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, we're big on hockey. We're about two hours drive north of Seattle. Okay. So we're not far away. I'm, I'm in Seattle all the time for the Seahawks or the Mariners. And so, yeah. Right and on. Then, yeah, basically when COVID hit, I couldn't get autographs anymore because we weren't allowed to be in contact with people and on, on all the players and all, all the teams. So I started doing interviews. We started as a sports uh, podcast but then you, I started using all my connections from my music days and then that, that just trickled right. into a hell of a resume now sweet that's dope 550 episodes since uh, since July 2020 you're gonna rock it from that spot that works yes sir okay then being from the west coast uh, where were you born and what was your childhood like? Uh, so, yeah, man, I was born in Tennessee, but my parents moved me to Los Angeles when I was four years old. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a West Coaster. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all I know. Um, you know, I'm a Crenshaw High School graduate, class of 89. Uh, you know, Sir Jinx, Battle Cat, we all graduated together. You know what I'm saying? So I came up in this shit, you know, South Central Los Angeles, man. And uh Hip hop kind of came a little bit later for me as far as rapping goes. You know, I was a break dancer. I was a graffiti artist. You know what I'm saying? So I ran the whole gambit. I was also a skateboarder for quite some time, almost went pro in the whole nine. <clears throat> um, and then I had to stop that because of an injury. And at that time, a lot of my boys that I went to school with were had gotten into hip hop. Far side had just got a deal, dilated had just got together as a group because me and Rocker grew up together we literally used to walk my little sister and his little brother buddy to school to elementary school before we went to junior high school you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying all, like I told you the other day like all those people we were naming in the chat those are my family I grew up with these people it ain't just about rap music and shit okay and how did you first get into the music industry 
like I said, all, I was a dancer at one point, always, you know, affiliated with so much hip hop from every aspect that it was just a natural progression. You know what I'm saying? And once I got the skateboard in injury, I wasn't super into the grooving thing no more, even though I could still bust. You know what I'm saying? Me and Taboo and Will I Am got the same tattoo on our arm from a group called Hip Hop Hippies back in the day. That was our dance crew. So you know what I'm saying? So hip hop is always is, was in me. It was a natural progression. I used to rap in ciphers, but I didn't really call myself a rapper. And then when all the homies started doing it, I was like, fuck it, let me get in the studio. And when did you know you wanted to make it a career? Uh, once again, natural progression, man. After people was like, oh, have y'all heard Silv Bus? That fool get dope or whatever. You know, then I started recording, you know. Um, I joined a group, me and one of my other dancer homies, Zig ESP. The first group I was in was a group called uh, Mystic Poets. Yep. And uh, um, we were, I don't know, we made a couple demos over like a two-year span and then the third year rapping, I got my first record deal with, with Motown Recordings for the Mystic Poets. The deal didn't go through. It was like, it was shady. We got out of the deal and then directly signed to Power 106's label at the time called Aqua Boogie Records. Um, AJ Mora seen us at a show and he was like, I got to have these guys on their sign. And, you know, the rest was history. Me and Zig, you know, stopped being a group later. And then I, when I met Cool Keith, that's when I went on a serious solo mission. Okay. And what are some of your hobbies outside of music? Uh, I'm a big fisherman, man. I'm yeah. a big fisherman. Yeah. Uh, freshwater fisherman. I chase bass all over the world. Okay. That's sweet. Catching yeah. anything lately? You've been out, you've been out lately? A little bit, man. Um, yeah. okay. um, the music started picking up. I didn't like you. Like, I didn't all pandemic and maybe a year and a half prior to that, I was running my, my booking agency and I wasn't really fucking with music. It had just put a real bad taste in my mouth. Um, just dealing with shady promoters and, you know, just the industry as a whole. I just, oh, yeah. I was done with it for a while. Um, and then recently, like in the last, I want to say seven or eight months, I went from not touching a mic in four years to recording six different projects simultaneously. So all of a sudden I'm just hella busy. Yeah. Okay, so we look forward to seeing those projects coming soon. The, it's uh, a lot of heat. It's a lot of heat. You're having a dream dinner party, and you can invite three famous people that are alive. I mean, you hang out with the people that I would ask to. <laughs> fine. So if you could hang out with three people, famous people that are alive, who would you want to bring to your party? Um... Well, we've lost so many greats recently. I'm not going to pick anyone that's not here. I'd rather kind of like drink champs, get, give somebody their flowers that's still here. So I get three, you said, huh? Yeah. Um, one person I'm actually about to work with, which is Pharaoh Monch. Um, and then the other two, it makes it very difficult for me because I have this top 10 list of people I really want to work with. But since this is just a dinner party, I'm going to say uh, Buster Rhymes and Andre 3000. Okay, that's good. Mine are uh, Tupac, Seth Rogen, because I want to smoke joints. He's a Vancouver legend. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and then I want to see Shakira with the hips. 
<laughs> right on. Back right to what on. you were saying. I'm not that list. Uh, yeah, and back to what you were saying there, how that, that was only the dinner question, and you were saying that they're not who you were doing a song with. My one question I had later on, which I'll shoot it now, um, if you had a favorite feature or a dream feature that you could get right now that you'd want, who would you want? Yeah, see, that's hard. I don't want to pick one over yeah. the other, man. I'm I'm dying to do a song with uh with Black Thought. You know, uh, I want to work with Eminem. You know, it's and and you know, a lot of people, especially nowadays, you know, with this younger generation, they'll be like, "Fool, who is this Black Thought person? Why wouldn't you just pick Eminem?" But for me, as an MC, they're on a very similar plateau. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So it's very hard to make that. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man. You know, it's a, it's a, and it's a few others. Like I said, I, luckily, um, I'm about to work with uh, Pharaoh Monch. Uh, me and Prince Paul have done music together. We're in a group together called Concrete Babies, along with Tasha the Alcoholics. So I, I've known him for quite some time. I've met Monch a bunch of times, but I never recorded with him. You know, I got like 20 songs with Prince Poe <laughs> and I haven't worked with Pharaoh. And he was always someone I always wanted to work with. And now we're finally knocking it out. So I'm excited about that. Um, but, you know, Andre 3000, man, like the list goes on. I just want to work with the greats and, and, and the people that are really contributing, uh, you know, to that golden era lyricism, you know, the beats and rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a dream venue you wish to perform in one day? Or what is the favorite one you've ever performed in? Um, okay, so dream venue. Um, now, I've been blessed, man. You know, I, I was uh, the opening act for the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication Tour. So for a lot of underground MCs like myself, you know, they a, a lot of us don't get a chance to touch 30,000. You know what I'm saying? So, but to answer that question, because... I had the opportunity to perform with Chili Peppers. Um, I want to rock uh, the Gorge again, but with my name on the fucking marquee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Gorge. Uh, I believe that's Washington, D.C., I believe. Yeah. It, it was an amazing venue. It sat on the edge of a cliff, and you just, just this beautiful view while you're rocking. The, the back of the stadium had hill signs. People had lawn chairs and canopies. It was just... Oh man, a beautiful experience. So yeah, I've I know where the gorge is. I can't remember the exact location, but I, I've seen all those pictures as you're explaining it in in your head. Yeah, I've seen people and, and other concerts there as well. Yeah, the dope venue. Who would you like to play you in the, your movie? <laughs> I'd have to choose one of my sons. Man, I have four sons. So okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to pick an actor over them. Okay. Okay, do you collect anything besides kids? <laughs> nice one. <laughs> uh, other than a bunch of battle wounds from growing up in South Central Lo Los Angeles, man, um, not really. I mean, I have a lot of hip-hop memorabilia, but I don't yeah. call myself a collector. Um. Since I got into freshwater bass fishing, I have some collectibles, you know, not that I searched out for, but when people found out that how serious I was about it, how much of a passion I have for fishing, people have given me things that were actually collector's items. Maybe their grandfather passed and they had it in the garage. So I have some collector's items that are act I'm actually just now finding out are 
it's worth some money, but I'm gonna keep them. You know what I mean? What would so yeah? You, I'm not. You, you mentioned there you got some hip hop memorabilia. What would your you have a favorite piece of hip hop memorabilia? Um. Uh. <laughs> so. <clears throat> um. You know, Tupac, how do you want it? Video. Yeah. With Heather Heather Hunter. In. Okay, so one of one of my son's mother, my baby mom's, uh, she did. She was the hairstylist for all the chicks in that video, including Heather Hunter. And so, um, he had like three of his homies with him at the video shoot. It was shot at a club called Peanuts in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard, and um. They went to go run some errands. I don't know. Yeah, when he said the MGM Grand thing earlier, I uh, wondered if you were in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. That that's where you stay now. Yeah, yeah. I've been out here for twelve years. Okay, okay. The yeah. you were just about to tell a good story about Tupac. You got all the way into to saying where your wife's did the hair for the How Do You Want It? Yeah, my my my. So. Um, Two of my son's mother, uh, she was the hairstylist for all the chicks in the video. So anyway, long story short, like I said, Pac only had like three cats with him. I don't know who they were at the time. And they decided to go uh, on Melrose and come back. And so anyway, long story short, first time I met Tupac, it was just me and him and a bunch of chicks shooting a video all day. And I was like... His guy, like I got to kick it with Tupac all fucking day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and his his homies didn't come back till hella later. So anyway, as far as the memorabilia goes, I still got the shirt that he signed for me that day, and I got I got a picture of him signing it. So it's me and him in the picture while he was signing, and I have the actual shirt. I think oh, that's kind of fucking right, and that's awesome. And because you got the picture too of him signing it for proof. Yeah, yeah. Someone could always make that shit up. So you need to, you need to have those moments where you get the picture of them take of of the autograph. Yeah, it's like a uh, COA. My my play little brother was a big porno fan, and uh, um, this was right. I think I don't, I don't even know if I had a a cell phone at the time. I think I had a sky pager, but I told him where I was and who I was with. And he was like, make sure you get Heather Hunter's autograph. So she signed it, too. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, uh, working with Razcast, Tash, Corrupt, Spice One, Two Shorts, Ice Teas, Cool Keys. Uh, yes, sir. What's it like working with so many great people? And what's one thing that you've learned from maybe working with such great artists? Um... What did I learn from them? Um, like I said, a lot of the people you named are more like brothers than just, you know, rap peers or music peers or whatever. So, you know, we it's like A alike, C alike. So when I see them being productive and successful, it just makes me want to do the same thing. And I get asked a lot. You know, yo, man, you tight with Ice-T, you tight with this person, man. Why are you not doing bigger and better stuff or whatever? And, you know, my answer to that is because I got to do me. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Those are the homies and all. I love them to death. I wish them all the success in the world, but I don't want to ride their coattail, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or just use their platform to make myself more successful. So everything I've done, I've always done on Black Silver Team. You know what I'm saying? And people fuck with me because not only, you know, do they respect my craft as, as an MC, but I'm a good person. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've never burned any bridges. I got good camaraderie with all these people. We can do business. We can be homies. So, you know, I, I guess I've learned, you know, how to deal with the industry and not let it affect my art. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's probably one of the main things. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite producer? Oh, ouch. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> or okay, what about Dream Beat? Like, if you could get go get a Dream Beat from somebody. Oh, it would be Dr. Dre. Okay. And like if, Battle Cat. If you gave me the choose one, you know what yeah. I mean. You get one, one pick. We'll make yeah. it happen. It, it's gonna right. be Dre. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, see me. It would always be Dre, then Battle Cat. See, I, you know, I've worked with cats. I got three or four songs with Cat and about to do another one for this new project, the Forbidden Slanguage album. I really want to get him on. Uh, I'm not from, know if you're familiar with my crew, 2000 Crows. I'm from 2000 Crows and I'm from the Liquid Crew. But my crew, 2000 Crows, we're recording an album right now and I really want to get Cat on that project. Another, your record label, the Sterling World Records. Uh-huh. And that's still rocking, right? Still rocking and rolling. Got distribution with Empire. Yep. So you know, I can release what I want. I don't have a marketing budget with them, but I can put out music endlessly. And uh, I love the way they handle royalties, especially digitally. Um, that's helped me out a lot lately. One of the big incentives for me to keep keep on, you know, banging out these beats. And then, of course, you're in the other group with Black Ice. Black Ice, me with, and Ice. With you and Ice-T, because, I mean, Ice-T just did... I was so pumped. I seen that Ice T just did a song with my friend Glass Malone, and got maybe like six months ago they did a song together, and six in the morning, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was a banger. And ever since then, I'm like, oh man, I'd imagine if I could manifest some shit to ever talk to him. Uh, no, yeah, and glasses. I've had him on the show before, and I've I got him features a few times with people in Vancouver. Just my A and R work. Um, okay. So, do you guys have any new songs coming then, Black Ice? Nah, man, not not currently in the yeah. work. Um, okay. Not not working right now. I'm releasing a remix of the Out There song with me, him, and Too Short, and um, as an NFT soon. So that's something to look forward to. It's a completely remixed version. I redid my verse on it and kind of included the NFT uh, lingo. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. But other than that, now nah, me and Ice aren't currently working on anything. There was talk about doing a new Analog Brothers record. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, what's the favorite song of yours that you've ever been a part of? Hmm. Uh, well, maybe, maybe out there, you know, first... Uh, publicly released song that I, I was on with Too Short. So that was, you know, I mean, anything with Short Dog on it and I got yeah. the o Iceberg on it. Like, you know, it's just it's just a winning combo. So I'm super proud of that. 
But, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of them cats that's proud of all my music while I'm creating it. And then, okay, that's out. Time to start on something new. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm working on tonight is like my favorite shit, and I haven't even recorded yeah. it. <laughs> Pretty much you work, and then you drop it, and then it's behind you. That's how we are almost with the with the podcast. Like, I don't have time to right sit on. there, and, and I just got to get it out to the internet and let the internet do its nope. thing. Right? No doubt. Exactly. Uh, is there any song that you cringe of yours? Um, uh, there's a couple actually, and I was just telling some of my brethren from Two Thousand Crows like last week in our little chat room, um, like you know, make sure while you're getting songs mixed that you get rid of the old versions and only keep the updated because I've released the wrong versions of songs oh. before. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't the mix and master version now quite as kept i've heard people be like oh that's that shit's dope i like that song you know why you didn't release it as a single type of thing so a lot of times the public doesn't notice what you as an artist notice but still to me i'm like oh the other version was so much better yeah i, I remember that always happening because there's like 10 different versions of the song by the time everybody's got their edits into it and then you might release the wrong one it that happens it, to the best of us i'm sure uh, sure favorite movie avatar okay remember the first cd you ever owned that was mine or that was in the household i was living in uh i don't know either or oh man i, I mean shit you know, I'm not exactly a spring chicken, man. I just turned 51 two weeks ago. Okay, it might have been vinyl. <laughs> you said you said television, right? A CD. A what? I said CD. What was the first CD oh. you ever owned? Oh, I thought you said TV. That's why I asked. <laughs> like oh, in no. the living in as a kid. Yeah. Or the <laughs> okay. Um, probably, it's probably my Canadian accent. Oh, it's, it's not bad, man. It's not bad at all. I, I hear you clearly. I just that CD TV was real close. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, first CD. I think the first CD that I purchased for myself was like Public Enemy. It was one of the first Public Enemy albums and I had to have it. And like back then, like whoever had certain CDs, we would share them. Let me borrow this. My parents would have bought that. But the first thing I went into the store to purchase myself, I think it was Public Enemy. Okay. I think mine was uh, Naughty by Nature, the, the Naughty by Nature album. Right on. I, had, I, think, I think I had my parents cop that one for me, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Actually, I'm hoping to have Tretch on the show this week, so. Right on. I'm I'm in the middle of working on that right now. Uh, how do you and uh, Big Raul know each other, Raul? That's how you say his name, right? Oh yeah, Big Raj. Yeah, Raul. Um, yeah, that's I man. Um, uh, I think we met. How did we meet? I, I think we met because he reached out to me on the internet to get a task feature with terminology originally. Now this okay. was years. Yeah. Um, I believe that's how we met. And then we just been buddies ever since, helping each other book shows here and there. We got real good camaraderie. 
Um, we'll be working together real soon on some things. Yeah, good guy, man. Good guy. And that's pretty much how it was with me. Me and him, he tried to get – he was getting me terminology onto the show. And then uh, and then he we worked back and forth, and I'm pretty sure he's the one that got me uh, Tash as well. So. Oh, okay, word. Yeah. So uh, it, it all worked out together. He's done nothing but help me. So I, awesome. Um, <laughs> you, do you remember? I mean, we've talked a lot about it already, but do you remember the first time you met Ice T? Yes. Yes. Um, South Central Los Angeles, once again, he was still with Darlene at the time and he was driving around a Porsche with primer on it. Um, and, uh, it was some hood shit. I'm gonna just say that I had did one hood nigga a favor and ice was his big homie. And they introduced us like, yo, this, the kid I was telling you, meaning me, uh, the other homie was telling ice like this, the kid I was telling you about that, you know, he know how to keep his mouth shut at the right time. And, uh, it was a cool situation because I, I I got some real OG big homies from that moment on because I did someone a solid. And mind you, at the time I was a skateboarder. I wasn't really on the hood shit. But yeah, we go we go back. We, we, this is thirty plus years ago. Hey, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Ooh, steak and taters, baby. Steak taters yeah. in a if you were to give advice to one new artist coming up, what would that be? Uh, advice to a new artist coming up. Do you. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You know, master what 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 the world wants to hear from you. Be be find you master your artistry and do that. Um anything else is gonna automatically negate longevity in the game. You know what I'm saying? You can be trendy. You can make some money. And, you know, I, I'm not mad at cats coming in, getting the bag real quick. I just hope they keep it because longevity is out the window. So it would be to just master your craft and do you. Find your own lane and stay in that. And maybe be careful how you spend your money. Oh, absolutely. That's that's what I was saying. Like, I hope yeah. you, I'm not mad at anyone getting a quick bag. Uh, it's more African-American millionaires than has ever been in the world. So I'm happy to see that. Um, but a lot of them are fucking off a lot of money thinking that it's going to be there for forever, you know, and I hate to see it. That's for sure. Oh, you always tell that to the hockey and all the sports people that we interview and like, be careful with that first couple of pay, you get your big, uh, contracts, um, invest it properly. You, you buy your parents something, but then after that, like, make sure you try to invest it. You don't need to be spending all this money save it for another day yo push t my guy push t said it best man you're supposed to put the first half a stack in the safe and lose the combination baby yeah, that's, <laughs> that's real <laughs> that's true you look at these even people like a j cole that got all this money that they don't they don't wear designer shit they don't need to they don't oh and, and that's for me it's like i uh i run a clothing line so uh -huh. I, Nike doesn't pay me to wear their clothes. Adidas doesn't pay me, pay me to wear their clothes. So everything I have is my own brand, like all the way down to my shoes, As my runners, my thought. I'm a walking billboard for my own company. Like, As it should be. Yeah, you know, right? 
I'm not representing me. I'm representing one of my close brothers, man. This yeah. is shouts out to my guy, my G. He's out there not too far from you. He's in Portland, Oregon. This is his company in the mix record. And other than that, you see, I'm rocking the, you know, kings of the West Coast underground. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how I get down. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a black silk shout out on there, you know, just for the record. There you go. Yes, um, seeing that seeing that we're a sports fan or a sports show. Do you have a favorite sports franchise? Uh I mean, I'm not a big sports guy. I used to be a huge Lakers fan for obvious reasons, but I don't even know the team no more. So, yeah, there that is. So I guess the answer would be basketball, but I don't follow the shit like I used to. Okay. Do uh, you have a favorite favorite lyric, like a line from a song? Maybe a bar? Of mine's or period? It doesn't even have to be yours, but I guess you could. Um... I mean, I have a lot, dude. That, yeah, you know, know. It's an yeah. open-ended question. I'm trying to get you to talk. This is, this is, you know, what I do. And I respect lyricism so much. I, there's a lot. One that just popped in my head, for instance, is uh, a bar from Pharaoh Monch on hypnotical gases. You know what I mean? Um, that was something that I used to try to recite, um, you know, to get my chops up. I used to, you know, like write down rock M rhymes and fucking just say them back and be like, I, you know, I want to I want to get to that level where that comes out of me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot. I don't want to choose one, but there's, you know, there's just so many, man, you know, that I study to master my own craft. Okay. Um, who's one person you wish could see you perform every time or not every time, but come see you perform? oh <laughs> uh, man um gosh man that kind of sucks i'd have to say my pops man he passed yeah. away like years ago and uh you know i miss seeing him in the front row that's weird. that's kind of what the question's meant to get out of it we want to know who's yeah. one person you have any pre-show yeah. rituals uh <laughs> yeah yeah um you know not only being from the liquid crew most people know i get my fucking drink on um but but i don't i don't drink prior to a show um like you'll notice anytime you come see me on stage i'm sober i'm focused my words are crisp and clear i got a big voice on stage and you know i just like my shit tight like i said once again i'm into lyricism so i want that to be on par you know, you might, depending on who's with me, you might see me go like this. You know, I'm holding my hand like this. You might see me go like that. That lets either my wife or whoever's with me know, okay, I can drink now. I only got like a song or two left to go. <laughs> yeah. But I don't drink before a show, man. Okay. So then that would bring me to the post-show ritual would be to get your drink on. Automatically. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I might that start, you know the song before the last and from there i'm getting blasted it's always a celebration after a good show and uh yeah yeah so that if i have time you know go catch any of the other artists that are rocking i always go into the crowd shake some hands get some dap and i like to see the other performances too yeah that's how it should be we there's always the people that 
they come to the show, they perform, and then they leave and they take their people. Like that's not how the show yeah. works. You're supposed to stay there yeah. and support the other people on the card. Exactly. Exactly. I say it all the time. Yeah, and it's you're Oh, in um, Anaheim, like like two months ago, or maybe a month and a half, it was a CBS reunion show, and there was this act called Green Jelly, and it was like thirty five motherfuckers on stage. Man, they had on stilts and puppet shows, and people were half naked, and they were walking around the crowd, and they got this whole thing amped, and uh, people were exhausted when they got on stage. And guess who went next? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> with only like a five minute in intermission in between. So after they cleaned up all the shit on stage and left, like I said, it was like 30 of them, 35, maybe they left their peoples went backstage with them. And then it was like, you know, a spot, a few people here, a couple people here, you know what I mean? My people, you know, so, but it happens. I still get up and I, I perform whether it's intimate or like I said, 30,000 at the gorge, man, I'm gonna I'm still do me. That's for sure. I know back when I was putting on shows, if some if it, that happened more than once but from the same people, uh, we don't put them on anymore. Word. Uh, so, okay, we answered that one post-show. Uh, how has the online distribution changed the way you work and do business nowadays as opposed to when we were all handing out CDs, going out in our backpacks, handing out CDs to everybody? I can't figure it out personally. I can't figure out, like, I went from handing out CDs to people. Now it's like, I can't, how do I even get you my music? And then the link. So, so I just got my uh, first plaque, 500,000 strings on a single from Spotify. And I'm super proud of it because I didn't put a lot of effort behind it. That was word of mouth, which is obviously the best distribution out there. Um, you know, people heard it. They liked it. They saw the video. They liked it. And, they support it. So it was not only surprising to me, but it's a really proud moment. But to answer your question directly, the reason I brought that up is because streaming was nothing that I ever relied on, but it's a game changer, especially because I'm lucky enough to be affiliated with so many people like the list you named of the collaborations yeah. I've done. My name and my music pops up a lot with theirs. So I've been really blessed that way, you know, um, my royalty checks were X amount, um, you know, quarterly or whatever. And when you add the streaming to that, um, you know, you can make a living, man. And uh, so it was a blessing in disguise. And uh, like I was saying, Sterling World Records has distribution with Empire and they have a really they run a real tight ship over there. The way they collect everything, you know, I've even gotten demonetized for my own music on YouTube, but it was from them. Obviously, it cleared up later, but it was from them that let me know that they're doing their job. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it, man. I roll with the punches. Um, but with that being said, I still do guerrilla marketing. I still do stickers and I still do yeah. CDs, even if I just leave them at venues for people to pick up later, not necessarily sell them as merch. Um, but I'm old school like that. And I feel like, you know, even if it fucking winds up being a collector's item, cause a lot of new cars don't even have CD players in them. It's something that they can physically hold and keep black silver's name, you know, circulating in their mind. So I'm with it. This is what I just done. Like I've got, I, I do the stickers too. Cause now I don't have like CDs to hand out to people. So I've been, I got hundreds of stickers at times. So now I'm, I'm rocking beer koozies. 
that go right around. So you do that and you hand those out to people because everybody needs them and no, everybody wants one of these for the summertime. Right. Right on. Just yeah, a man. little bit of marketing somehow. Uh, yeah. You fuck around and see some black silver koozies. I'll make sure you, you know, you get your props. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> if you could get in a time machine and go to anywhere, what time would you go to or era? Um, I'd go straight to the future, man. I don't know how many years I choose, but yeah, I want to, I want, you know, I want some predictability. <laughs> I need to know what's popping ahead of me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've lived the life behind me. True. True. Yeah. Some people, when you ask that question, they're like, I'd go back to this time. And I'd change this or something. But like you say, so I get the odd people that are like, I'd like to go forward. So I know how hard I, when I come back, how hard I have to hustle to get to where I am. It's so Yes, sir. Exactly. Okay. And uh, what are your goals over the next five years? Um, well, for one, my bad, I was getting a text. Uh, for one, uh, I want to buy a house out of the United States. That's a big one. Canada was actually on my list. Um, and uh, a couple people talked me out of that. So now I'm thinking either Costa, Costa Rica or DR, something like that. Um, yeah, so uh, the wife and I are actually going to Costa Rica for our anniversary next month. And... Um, you know, just to enjoy our anniversary, obviously, but I also look at some properties, scout the lay of the land, so forth and so on. That's that's a big one for me. Other than uh, releasing this new music and letting folks know I'm still doing it and still got it. I got some bangers. I got some heat, man. I can't wait to the world to hear it. But anyway, yeah, man, moving out of country is probably very, very big on my list. I want to get the fuck out of the U.S. <laughs> I hear you on that one. I want to get the fuck out of here, too. I want to go somewhere tropical all the time yes. whether whether you got to go to mexico even though mexico is maybe not my first choice so i want i i think you say going to dr um yeah. for us for us one canadian dollar is worth 29 dominican dollars so you're turning over no an instant profit of 30 percent like yes sir yes that's, sir that's why i always think of dominican knowing that my friend also is there now and then hey. uh, yeah well any one of these caribbean countries is where i'm going when i retire Cash and I were just in Monterey, Mexico last week, and it made me rethink Mexico. Not only um, did we meet just some beautiful people, some great people, uh, shouts to the homie Huero and his pops, um, Fernando. Um, but anyway, uh, we met some great people. We definitely consider a family now, but they showed us around, man. And once again, that money exchange is, a, is something to consider. Uh, you know, I don't know if Mexico is, you know, high on my list, but that changed my perspective of that. I'm going to just leave that out there. <laughs> yeah, Cabo, Cabo is where I'm going to go, I think, if I, have to, if I have to go to Mexico. Cabo's dope. Yeah, because it's the most Americanized city down there, kind of. It's very touristy, and it's not like, it's not like a third world country kind of thing. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I, I, and that's something that I need. I need to have bars to go to. I need to have have a strip club that I can go spend some money in. Like, yeah, the wife and I went to Punta Cana oh. uh, like years ago, and while we were in Punta Cana, we went to uh, Cabo for the day and came back. And Cabo is definitely real nice too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's 
last question I got for you. What do you want your legacy to be remembered as? <clears throat> Is that a trick question? <laughs> uh, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> you know, um, just having one would be sufficient for me. I think, you know, that's something for the world to designate, not me. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Um, so if there was any way that I could know that I left the legacy, <laughs> then that would be prize enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, whatever it winds up being, you know, I've been involved in a lot of stuff. I know I've touched a lot of people's hearts and, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have a wide friend base. And, uh, so yeah, just to have one would be awesome. That's sweet. Yeah, the I, I think you got a legacy, don't you? Don't don't you ever kid that? Right on, right on. I appreciate it. You know, I would hope so, but like I said, you know, maybe it's a little modesty coming out of me with with that que question. But it was it was sincere. You know what I'm saying? Um, now the floor is yours. If you got anything you want to plug, um, yeah, man. Like I said, um, keep an eye out for the new 2000 Crows album. It's tentatively titled uh, "The Source Code." Um, my album, my new solo project, got some heat on there. Shouts to all the producers, man, from Battle Cat to Monster Beats to Takad 84 to East Skills. Um, shouts out to my engineer, Payam, Payam Karoshimer. Um, he's one of the greats. Um, and just everybody involved in the project. The Forbidden Slanguage album is coming. It's the follow-up to uh, my European release, Slang Banging. Uh, shouts to all the crews, man. 2000 Crows, Liquid Crew, um, Concrete Babies, Black Ice. <laughs> yeah. Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, you know, that's it, man. I'm just, you know, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, you know, uh, shouts out to Big Roth for making the connect, making this happen. Yeah, man, I'm just humbled. I'm humbled to be back doing hip hop, um, like full steam ahead. Shit is looking good. I feel really blessed that uh, it seems like I was actually missed on my little hiatus. Everyone was like, Sylv, you back. I need you to come rock here. Come do, I need a verse here, you know. So it's very humbling, man. It feels good. It feels good to be active again.